You want action? You came to the right place. What's going on, Action Flicks fanatics? This is John Jerva coming at you with another edition of the Action Fix podcast. All right, before we get started with this episode, I just wanted to say a huge thank you to everybody that's shown their support and love to me over the past few weeks as I came out that I was suffering from a neurological disorder. Uh, it's been a rough road, and the healing has has been ongoing and I am start getting better and improving. And you might know that I, I talk a little slower sometimes and I also stutter and um, you know lose my train of thought from time to time, but I'm plugging along. I'm doing the website, I'm hanging in there, I'm still doing the podcast, and I want to thank everybody for their continued support and, and much love to everybody out there. All right, with that in mind, my Next episode of the Action Fix Podcast, we have another special guest for you. You may know this gentleman from such new image action films as Air Marshal, Shark Zone, and Target of Opportunity. That's right, I'm talking about Dean Cochran. Dean is a versatile actor who's been working in the industry for years. He's also an established martial artist who has two black belts in Kung Fu and Kempo. And that's not all. He also works behind the camera and and he's been having a lucrative career throughout the years as he has been serving as the director of post-production for New Regency Films. So this man is a definite threat in the film industry and he's also an action star. So right now, I want you guys to sit back, relax, and check out my candid conversation with Dean Cochran on this episode of the Action Fix Podcast. So let's get started. So the so since this is the first time I'm talking to you, like I said, I've been a big fan of yours. Um, and also, I'm uh, I I read you know, and I got a lot of information off the IMDb. You know, that's that's where I get a lot of my information. So hopefully, a lot of that's st- that stuff is right. Yeah, the, the- just, just don't believe my age because I lie about <laughs> my age. So you know, just ignore that part in your podcast. But, uh, don't talk about it. Yeah, Absolutely. So I certainly don't look or act my age. That's the key. <laughs> I don't either. People say I look younger for my age. I'm 49, so you know. Yeah, yeah so, you definitely do. Yes. Yeah, so thanks. Um, so the first thing I want to talk to you about as. I'm 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 a martial artist too. I've done uh, martial arts for over thirty years. You're a martial artist. Um, yes, sir. You, you hold a couple black belts. It says in kung fu and kempo. I have kung, a th- kung fu and kempo. I have a third degree black belt in uh, Ed Parker system kempo. Oh yeah. Fantastic. Yeah yeah. That's so great. I wanted to have you uh, talk to the audience first. So what got you involved in the martial arts? You know, and talk talk about that that road. You know, to to doing that. Sure. Yeah, well, you know, uh, it started started when I was a little kid, um, and uh, I uh, I don't know if it was when I like saw the Karate Kid or something like that as a little kid, and I I, uh, I started taking Taekwondo, and um, I remember as a little kid, and I'm from New Orleans, and I would get on the bus. I, I, there's no way like today you would allow a child uh, of like you know whatever you know eight years old or you know however the heck old i was to uh ride a dang bus uh you know to uh to a uh <laughs> to, to a karate studio that was like you know 10 miles away right uh, but i would and i'd I, you know I'd, I'd take the bus and you know I'd, I'd, I'd go study karate and then i uh it just got to be too much you know taking the bus and everything and then it wasn't until i got i think 
not sure if I had started high school yet or not. Um, I think I'd started high school. Uh, my, my best friend, um, and I were big fans of the TV show Kung Fu, mm-hmm. you know, David Carradine, uh, you know, it was all the reruns, I guess, uh, I assume is what it was. Yeah, it must've been reruns. Uh, and, uh, but we would, we would watch them all on, you know, they were either on like late, late at night or, or, you know, early a Sunday morning or something. And, um, uh, so this Shaolin Kung Fu studio opened, uh, uh, in New Orleans. So we drove out there. And my buddy was older than me and, uh, uh, you know, my family, you know, my mom was a single mom. Uh, so my buddy actually said, Hey, listen, if you want to take, you know, Kung Fu, I will pay for the lessons and we'll, we'll go together. So he did. And, and we did. And I, I studied Kung Fu for 10 years, I guess. Uh, and, uh, um, it was, it was truly life changing because I, um, I mean, you know, from the world, right? right. And, and I, uh, my my dad at one point in my life, uh, my parents were divorced when I was about two, but my dad like ran a bar, and you know, I I was always around bars, but but I never drank. And uh, and as I got into the the discipline of kung fu, uh, I I just never did drink. I was, to this day, I've never never had a drink. Um, and it. Uh, it, it taught me discipline in, in, in so many ways and so many levels. And then I would compete you know, constantly. Like I, I, I won like the tri-state championship in, in like sparring and in forms. And I studied Tai Chi. I studied weapons. Um, you know, we would, we would, you know, fight with, with bow staffs. I, I studied samurai, um, you know, nunchucks, like everything. And then, uh, I moved to LA and, uh, I um I got a job working behind the scenes on this movie and they were teaching these these guys to box for this movie. You know, it had kind of like a boxing element to it. But it turned out that the guy who was training them was Bill Superfoot Wallace. Oh, okay. Um yeah, and so I was a big fan of Bill Superfoot Wallace when I was you know, as a little kid. And so I guess the production coordinator told him as I was driving these actors to, to the gym, you know, 20 years old or however old, right after I graduated college. Uh, and uh, he said, hey, why don't you stay on and help me teach these guys to box? I hear you're, you know, you're a martial artist uh, uh, and used to, you know, compete, fight and everything. And I said, great. So I I, I would stay. And it, was, it was at Benny the Jet, Quidez's place, the Jet Center, yep. they called it. So then I studied with Benny and Bleaky Rodriguez and those guys for, for, you know, a couple of years, uh, kickboxing. And then, um, you know, I got busy with work and, you know, this and that. And then I got into Kempo through United Studios of Self-Defense and, uh, and got a black belt in, in Kempo. Um, and you know, my, it was, it was just always fun because I got the, you know, sparring weekends and stuff like that. And then, uh, then I started, you know, using it in movies and, you know, just, just throwing it in, you know, here and there. And even like Shark Zone, I <laughs> threw in like a, a fight scene. And I was like, well, this is, this is, this, this is BS, man. You, you got me losing this fight, you know? And they're like, yeah, but you're fighting like six guys. I'm like, I know, but I need to win. <laughs> they, they wouldn't go for it. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, so that was my, my martial arts background. And, you know, as I said, it, it had a, I think a far reaching uh, influence. I think it also helps with acting too, because particularly Kung Fu, um, you know, you study for us, we studied five animal styles and, and you, you sort of 
in, inhabit each animal depending on, on the style that you're fighting, right. you know, the dragon, tiger, snake, leopard, crane for us. Um, and, uh, and I always felt that was a, a benefit that I had and, and, and acting was, you know, I was used to sort of playing a character, you know, when I would fight. And so it, it kind of translated. Awesome. Wow. So, so you're probably like that, dude, that is the longest story. This is a podcast, man. You got to keep these to like three minute answers. I mean, what are you doing? No, that's great. I love it. I love the best interviews are where I do the least amount of talking. So like I just stare you and then you, you take over because nobody wants to hear me. <laughs> Everybody wants to hear you. So, so now let's talk about <laughs> the film industry. So now go from the martial arts to film industry. So you always wanted to, to be an actor. So I read in your IMDb that, that you wanted to pers- always pursue a, a career in acting. Yeah, I, I, you know, when I was in New Orleans, I, I the way I, I got started in acting was, um, I, I mean, I had really had no idea about acting or, you know, even no interest, what it was, whatever. And I was, uh, um, I, can't, I guess it was maybe senior year in high school or maybe it was college. I know, there, like, there was a play in high school, it was a musical, and, uh, you know, they were they were going to offer me one of the leads in guys and dolls. Mm. And then they told me that we had to rehearse through spring break. And I was like, yeah, I'm out. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no guys and dolls for me. And then, yeah. um, my mom, I was looking for work one summer. My mom saw an ad in a newspaper that said looking for actors and models. So I said, all right, I'll go, I'll go check it out. So it was this agency. So I go meet with this agent. And they sent me out. I said, hey, we're going to send you out on this cattle call. I didn't even know what a cattle call was. I was like, are there cattle involved? Like, I'm going to ride the cattle? You know, I can ride horses. Um, so it was for a music video where you're playing like a member of a chain gang. So I go in for this music video. And, uh, I, you know, I do my audition. And it was like the lead guy on this chain gang and this and that. So I, I, I do my thing. And then um, it was a... I don't know a couple months later uh i i met someone this girl and she said aren't you dean cochran and i said yeah she goes what happened to you <laughs> i said what do you mean and she goes well i was in this music video and there was a guy who was supposed to be the lead and it was you and uh and they they contacted your agent and they couldn't they they didn't know who you were and i'm like you're kidding me uh, so apparently I got the lead in that thing and, uh, and the, the agent, uh, didn't even know, you know, they were like, Oh, we sent this guy out for this one thing. And, uh, uh, you know, of course we didn't expect him to, to get it. And apparently I got it. So another agent heard about that and said, okay, you know, we're going to sign you, get rid of them. And, uh, so I did a lot of work in, in, in New Orleans, um, you know, both commercials and any like TV show or whatever that would, uh, that would come to town. And, um, um, then I got into the theater program at Loyola University in New Orleans and I did a lot of like Shakespeare and stuff like that and then I transferred to Tulane University which had like a top 10 theater program at the time and uh, um, studied there got my degree in theater moved out to LA because I had gone to New York I'd flown to New York and I won an acting competition there um, some international, you know, talent search competition, whatever it was. Um, and the funny thing was with that one, 
I had gone in and they, they, they came out and they talked to all the people who were, who were there. It was like a model and talent search, maybe Casablanca or something. Right. And they, uh, they go, uh, whatever you do, don't do Shakespeare because you're all going to suck at it. And you know, it's going to be an embarrassment and this and that. And so I go, okay. Uh, so I went in and I did Shakespeare, uh, and you know, won, won the whole thing. And then I won the commercial one too. And so there was a manager from LA, Al Honorado, uh, who had discovered, um, Katie Holmes. And, uh, so he said, you need to come to LA because I was going to go to New York. Uh, he said, you need to come to LA and, you know, I'll, I'll hook you up with an agency and, and I just, you know, I, I think you've got the right stuff. And so he did. And that agent tried to, got me into Canon films where I got a three picture deal with them. But then like right after that, they, they folded. So it, it, it went away right. uh, and I'm like, Oh, great. And then I got the lead in this movie called dog fighter. Um, and then the completion bond company, uh, pulled out and then they lost their funding. So I was like, I am just bad luck. Um, and so I, I started working, um, at Regency films where, where I still am. Uh-huh. Uh, and I moved to post-production. And I, I really started studying all the dailies. Like we were doing movies with De Niro and Pacino and Matthew McConaughey and, and you know, all these, all these big stars. And I, I got to watch the dailies, you know, the rushes. And so I, I was able to see what it was that they did for the camera, you know? And, uh, and I think that really, really helped to refine my craft. So I ended up doing a lot of television shows Right. I, was, I like I tested for every pilot there was, and you know, I always got to the the test stage, um, but never really you know hit a hit a home run. And then I I ended up going up for uh, for Air Marshal with New Image, yeah. and uh, and got the lead in that one. And honestly, when I read the script, I was like, yeah, this, you know, I don't, I don't get it. This this is horrible. And I, I I was I was always so busy with my job that it was hard for me to audition, and and my wife who maybe was she might have been my girlfriend at the time or fiance she goes uh, what are you talking about this is you this character Brett Prescott like like it was a line about uh he's talking to his wife and and he's he's going over names yes of a baby. yeah and uh it's like uh it was I forget what it was it was like you know Austin no you know Jones no uh uh Alan you know or <laughs> Alan, Al, 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 uh, yeah. And so, and then I'm like, uh, no. Um, and it, it was something in the way she did it back to me. She was imitating me back to me. And I was like, okay, I'll do that. And then I went in and, and they, they loved it. And then I, you know, threw a bunch of kicks and stuff and they were like, oh, wow, great. And then, uh, and then I just started improving lines too. I was like, you know, there was something the, uh, the, the pilot goes, uh, well, we're, we're never going to make it back. We're out of fuel. And right. I just throw in a line. Well, there's like, like a 300 pound guy in, in, in first class. Let me just throw his ass off the plane. And so, <laughs> so I was just doing stuff like that. So when I got the lead and I, I got to, we shot in Bulgaria. I, um, I would literally like, so no offense to the writer, but so many of the lines were just bad, you know, and, and I would just rewrite lines at night. I would, I would, 
do my Regency job, like I was working on, I don't know, like some Joel Schumacher movie, like Tigerland or something like that. Right. Uh, but, you know, on the computer, you know, at night, rewriting the script and then I'd go to, you know, go on set with like three hours of sleep. So it was a, it was, it was a big deal. But then, um, uh, because I was in Bulgaria, I decided, well, I don't want to be in some foreign country and, and be the, you know, the root American. So I learned as much Bulgarian as I could. And I learned the Cyrillic alphabet literally on the plane. I just started studying, you know, with the Cyrillic and how it, res- how it corresponded to the, to the English alphabet. And, um, so I, you know, I could read street signs and I could do this and I could, could communicate to the crew to an extent. So the producer of Air Marshal, Danny Lerner, uh, met me at the after party and he was like, I've heard all about you. Like you, you, you know, connected with the crew. I learned everybody's names. I kept a call sheet. And so anybody who had a job, I'm like, okay, well that must be Nikolai or that must be Irina. And so when I'd see him, I'd say, Hey, Hey, Irina. Hey, Nikolai. And so everybody really appreciated it. And so he, he literally offered me, you know, sight unseen, the lead in his next movie, which I think was Shark Zone, uh, because he just thought I was a good guy, you know? And uh, and then I said, well, I haven't seen my, I guess she was my wife uh, already. I said, well, my, I haven't seen my wife in, you know, a month and a half. Uh, you got a part for her? Yeah. And he's like, you know, there's a part for his wife. You know, what, what's her background i was like well she's miss usa she's on the prices right you know she studied at the american academy of dramatic arts and he's like uh yeah we'll take her uh so uh yeah and then i you know i would have done a ton more movies with them than what happened with sag rule one global rule one came out and they weren't doing the screen actors guild stuff they were kind of paying you you know uh uh on the slide there uh and uh, I mean, it was you know above board, but I just mean they weren't going through the uh, through the union at the expense of that. So that kind of shut down them using American actors for for you know a couple of years. Um, so I kind of got out of the the loop with them. But then I started up again with Danny, and then sadly Danny got cancer and uh, and passed away. So uh, yeah, it would have been a fun run. We uh, I think we would have done a lot of cool stuff together. I, I was gonna, yeah, I was gonna ask you because you only you only did uh, so many movies because I I you know I grew up in the eighties and the nineties and like actually New Image was like I always thought thought that they kind of took over for Canon you know like when Canon felt like yeah. they, they were they had that same kind of type of feel of movies coming out and everything now I want to go back oh, there because yeah. funny story because you told me that you're going to be late so I, I I was just watching some air marshal before I got on got on the the, yeah. the meeting with you so I got a funny story for you so I'm watching right and you're sitting next to, I forget who the actor's name is but you know you're talking to the little boy and then you're talking to the guy next to you and he's he's like he's like yeah. he's like yeah he's like where are you from you're like New York City like where are you from and he's like New Hampshire I'm like, hey, I live in New Hampshire. That's where I'm at right now. So I was like, I thought that was hysterical. So was just, that is awesome. Yeah, That's I'm from Ohio originally, but I moved out here. And, 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 so yeah. yeah, so I just thought that was a funny story. So, but I wanted to go back to Air Marshal because, like I said, you know, 
obviously this is a low budget picture and everything, but I love these type of action movies, and especially with you, I I remember the first time I saw it because like New Image was doing the American Heroes thing, you know, where they were doing all these movies. Yes, and like you had, uh, they had special forces, which was the first time I saw Scott Atkins in a movie, and you know. And then I, I saw Air Marshal. So I just wanted to ask you, because it's basically Passenger 57. You know, you got that thing going on, that right. vibe going on, yeah. you know, with you doing the Wesley Snipes part and everything. But talk yeah, a little fact, bit. I even, I think, I think I even wanted to say Always Been on Black at one point in the movie, but they wouldn't let me. <laughs> yeah, you know? Right. They were like, it doesn't work for you the same way, Dean. I'm no. like, damn it, it's a great line. I want to steal it. But, but I just wanted to ask, you know, because, um, I talk to a lot of actors and a lot of directors and fight choreographers and everything. So talk about on set, like doing the fight choreography. Like how, how, how was it for you? You know, like, and not just in this movie, but I'll ask you about the other movies too. But cause I, I like this movie cause like a lot of it's tight, you know, you're in the plane and everything. So yeah. you had to do a lot of CQB type of stuff. So, so, so talk about a little about doing the fights on that. Well, it was, it was, it was funny. I'll back up before I left. I, I, I was in sparring class uh, like the you know two days before I was supposed to fly to Bulgaria and I uh, this guy and I get into it and I uh, I throw this I, I think it was like a front kick I think I went like like roundhouse back step and then front and when I went front he came down with his elbow and he broke my big toe oh. and, uh, and so I had this walking boot. And I'm uh, I'm flying to Bulgaria, you know, to shoot this action movie. And so I get there. And so I literally had this walking boot on uh, that I, I would, you know, was removable. So I would take it off um, before I would, you know, get before anybody could see me. I mean, even at the hotel, I wouldn't let them see me, you know, that my foot was broken. Uh, then I, I just gave up after a few days. I was like, I'm just doing too much. And then I just, just taped it off. I was like, you know, uh, we'll just see what happens with it. Um, but the, uh, all the, all the choreography, I mean, it was pretty easy for me, obviously, you know, it was, it was very simple stuff, but our, our, our shooting, we were so busy. Like we would literally be like, I'd, I'd shoot a scene and I'd run off the plane and then the guy would be like, okay, here's part of the choreography. And then, you know, throw it at me. And I'm like, okay, you know, I'm like, well, you know, I don't really think a flying spin kick is going to work inside the plane. Right. You know, maybe we, maybe we come up with something else for that. Uh, and, you know, we just, we just had to make it all work within the, you know, the confines of the, of the plane itself on, on air marshal. But the, the funny thing was, you know, like you said, the, these, we didn't have a huge budget right um and we were already in profits before we ever shot a frame like they had already pre-sold it you know so they were already thrilled they were like hey we're doing great with you you know (laughs) we've already you know pre-sold this movie because of the american hero series and but wardrobe only had like three blue shirts because i wear this blue shirt throughout the whole movie right? right And so we got the bloody blue shirt, we got the non-bloody blue shirt, and then we got the blue shirt with the ripped sleeve off. And what would happen would be, we we had a uh, we had a stunt guy who it was I don't know day one or two, and they'd be like, okay, Dean, you got to be on the plane with the with the first blue shirt, uh, and they would 
because I'd already shot some other scene with the with the ripped shirt. Yeah. And then they'd be like, give the ripped shirt to the stunt guy. And he was, it was the same shirt. So here's my sweaty shirt, which I give to him. He goes and shoots like some part of the scene. I'm running and shooting the, the, the regular scene with the shirt. And it was just because of time. And then I'd come out and then they hand me an even sweatier, nasty shirt that is ripped up. Okay, now you got to do the, all the, all the, you know, regular fight stuff. Right. And it was, it was just hysterical that it, it became the blue shirt. And then finally I said, okay, it was after like day two or three, no more stunt guy. Uh, because I'm not, I'm not changing the shirts. I, I got it. Which I felt bad because those guys got paid like by the stunt. And I was like, but you got to promise me that these guys are going to get paid, you know, just because I'm doing my own, my own stuff, I you know you got to take care of them. Uh, so they promised me that they that they did, which also endeared me to the producer in one sense. He was like, "Ah, hey, you looked out for the people, but you cost me more money." So you know, uh, and then I, we had some really it was the martial art stuff was cool, but I think it was the other physical stuff that was cooler. Like there was one scene where. I jump off the plane onto like one of these, uh, you know, stair things. Yeah. That, you know, has a truck attached to it. Yeah. So I'm hanging off this thing and they, they got like a, after, you know, I did the jump was easy because you're just kind of jumping onto a mat, but then they, they harnessed me and they, they got me hanging on this thing as it goes down the tarmac at, you know, whatever, 40 miles an hour. So then they go, okay, what we're going to have you do now is, we're, they're, they're pulling the plane along the tarmac or what I thought was the plane. <laughs> so it's going along the tarmac and then they got me riding along next to it. And they said, now you need to jump from this thing onto the plane. And I go, okay, you want me to climb up and then leap in? And they're like, well, no, we, we kind of want you to like, just leap from holding, you know, onto the plane. I'm like, well, like, I don't even, it didn't even make any sense. Cause I'm like, how in hell, like, if, if the plane's up here and I'm hanging here, how am I going to, but I figure it out. Like I kind of cheat and I, I put a foot up there and then I propel myself through the door of the plane. No more harness, no more nothing. So oh, I make wow. me think, why the hell did you have, why'd you have me wear the harness in the first place? But the hysterical thing was, I didn't realize that what they were pulling down the tarmac was not the same plane that we been shooting in the hangar, which was an actual plane. This was a half of a damn plane. And literally, there was only a curtain. So I go flying in through the door, and I go out the other side of the plane doing 40, you know, down the tarmac. But luckily, they had a curtain there hiding it. So I grew <laughs> before I, like, fall to my death. Uh, so it was, uh, like, you know, you know, you don't get rehearsals. It was just like, go, you know. <laughs> luckily, I survived. Right. So, yeah. So, so, cause again, like I talked to a lot of people that like, I'm sure it was a fast shooting schedule for the movie. Cause you know, like it, it, it was a smaller. Oh film. yeah. It was like, I don't know, four or six weeks, maybe six weeks, I guess. But like, we got to do a lot more cool fighting and, you know, target of opportunity. And I helped choreography. I helped do the choreography on, you know, the fight scenes and I got to do my flying kick and, you know, stuff like that. But, uh, but, uh, but air marshal was fun, except, there's one part of it that I, I, I just cringe every time I see because I uh, I did this one take where I was half joking around and I did like this Van Damme. I was like, oh, you know? yes. 
and I they, they they did it in slow mo, and yeah. I had no idea. So I look like this idiot where I, I don't know if I hit the guy in the nuts or I uppercut him or something, <laughs> and I'm like, Whoa, and it slowed down. I'm like, Whoa. yeah, I, yep. I'm like, oh god, that is awful, <laughs> guys. Come on, but yeah, what are you gonna do? <laughs> Now, 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 let's jump into the shark zone. And I was going to ask you actually if you had met your wife, but you already had met her before yeah. before that yeah. movie because I read that. I was like, oh, that's cool because you know back then when I saw the movie, I didn't know that I didn't know that was your wife. You know, I it, 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 you know, but and then I researched you and I was like, holy cow! So now, big thing is and like, then shark... thought, what the hell is she doing with this guy? <laughs> no, no. So 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 shark zone. So like, New Image was making a lot. Like they did a shark movie with Casper Van Dien and like they were doing all these like they, they seem to have gotten into this like shark frenzy with, with their movies now I, I love Shark Zone because I always call it Jaws with Machine Guns you know because that's it's... exactly what it is that's exactly what it is I describe it the same way it's so funny exactly what I say I, I call it I, I call it Jaws with Bombs you know because yeah. I drop those bombs it's exactly what I say too I mean, it's the best thing ever. I mean, like, if they had what you had in Jaws, the movie would have been, like, 20 minutes long. I mean, you had a, exactly. you had a, you had a machine gun with a grenade launcher shooting out of a helicopter. I mean, how awesome is that? That's right. Exactly. Exactly. So how so how was it working with your wife? How how, how was that relationship on set? Oh, we had, we had a ball. Listen, she the only problem she had was she only had a week off on The Price is Right, so we had to shoot her out. Oh, so like, she had to shoot it in a week? Oh yeah! Oh geez! And in fact, I think she shot it out because she had a total week, like, and it was like two days travel. So I think we shot her out in like four or five days. It was it was insane, um, and uh, um, but we, we just we just had a ball, you know. I I was like, I oh, just use my trailer because they gave me this big trailer, like like on on Air Marshal. We just had these uh, caravans, like mm-hmm. you know, like tiny little hot trailer, you know, no AC, no, no, no nothing. It's just a place with that. No one ever went in. Like, I was like, I'm not, you know, I, I'll just hang out on set. Um, but on Shark Zone, because we, we shot a lot on the stage, we brought this, like, like you know, like one of Van Damme's trailers. It was like, you know, this unbelievable brand new trailer that they had just bought, had AC, had everything. And so, you know, we got to hang out in there. Although I never really got to hang out because I was in literally every scene in that movie. So I was just <laughs> run and shoot, run, shoot, run, shoot. In fact, it was so busy on that movie. When the plane landed, plane landed, they picked me, Brandy and I up from the airport. And I get a, I get a, or the, the driver gets a call. And uh, they said, it's uh, it's Danny Lerner, you know, who was the director, who had been the producer on Air Marshal. And I'm like, hey, Danny, what's going on? He's like, oh, we're over here shooting in the tank, and we've got the the, the sharks underwater and the people, and we're doing a fight scene. And I go, dude, you want me to come to the tank right now and shoot, don't you? Would you? Could you do that? I'm like, I'll be there. I'm like, just just go to set, you know. Forget forget stopping. You know, just flew for two days. I'm like, yeah, let's jump in the water. Let's do it. And so they're literally teaching me the underwater fight choreography that we're going to do like as soon as I, I'm putting on the wetsuit, the guy's showing me, all right, so the guy's going to come on top, he's going to have a knife, and you're going to flip over, and you know, this and that. Of course, you see the movie, and you're like, I can't tell one guy from another. Like, I'm like, which one's me? <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, we, we, it was great, you know, uh, shooting with Brandy. We had a, we had a ton of fun. 
on uh, on that movie. It was kind of funny because the kid from Air Marshal played my son in Shark Zone. Yes. Mainly because there was there was only one, you know, American kid in all of Bulgaria that we had access to. So <laughs> it was the same kid, and I was like, there is no way Brandy and I have this kid. That kid's like 12 years old. <laughs> and uh, I remember Danny, Danny Lerner, our, our production manager, his name was Stasi, and he goes, no one knows. No, he could be eight. He could be twelve. Maybe he's six. It could be you. It could be me. It could be Stasi. Who knows? Just go with it. So uh, I'm like, all right, we'll just go. With it. I, I, so, uh, yeah, I love like because like. It even has to say, you know, like, like like in Jaws when Roy Scheider's talking to the guy, talk, you know, you got to close the beach, you know, and it's like you have the same oh, exact yeah. scene with the guy in this movie, and I just love it because like at the end of the at the end of the talk with him, I forget what you said, how you said it, but you you're like you're gonna have a lot of dead people or something like that, and it was like exactly like what it was in Jaws, and I'm like this is the greatest thing I've, I've ever seen, <laughs> and and I think I I think I wrote that scene. Did you? What happened was. Yeah, what happened was it was originally called Jurassic Shark, and oh. I go, I go, Danny, this is this is the stupidest thing I've ever heard of. Uh, <laughs> we can't call it Jurassic Shark, and he's like, No, Jurassic Shark. I've already sold the movie for two million to to this you know country, and I sold it for a millionaire. And I'm like, Yeah, but you can't call it Jurassic Shark. You're gonna hit with every because I yeah I work in production. I'm like you're gonna hit with every legal you know thing known to man. He's like, No, no, it's fine. I go, Well you realize that we don't have any Jurassic Sharks in the movie, right? <laughs> and he's like, no one cares. I'm like, damn, <laughs> we, we don't have any Jurassic. I, I, I'm going to write a scene. So I, I wrote the mayor scene talking about sharks haven't changed in 50 million years yes. since the Jurassic Age. Yeah. You know, and so I did come up with this whole thing about the Jurassic Age and this and that. And then, uh, you know, uh, uh, and then like you said, I, you know, I write the line where you tell that to the people who died today. Yeah. Um, oh yes. That's the line. Yes. <laughs> exactly. So then when we got back to LA, he calls me up, you know, while he's editing, he wants me to look at the, uh, look at the cut and he goes, Oh, and, and you were right. We can't use Jurassic shark. We're going to call it shark zone. And I go, Oh good. So you can cut that whole scene I wrote. Cause it's not going to make any sense that I'm talking about Jurassic age of sharks and he's like no it's my favorite scene it's, it's in the movie I'm like oh no so but it's like because my wife my my wife loves shark movies like if it has a shark in it you know she'll watch it so yeah, I want her to show her yeah. this movie I'd be like there's this guy right he's hanging out of a helicopter and he's like shooting grenades it's like it's the greatest <laughs> thing ever I'm, totally. and here's the thing oh. what's that I was gonna say you should have seen. You know the scene where where I'm having a dream and, and Brandy gets eaten by a shark. Yes. All right. So they had this this thing. It looked it looked exactly like a shark. I mean, it it, it was the head of this this shark. It was it was unbelievable. Well, she has to climb inside this thing, and it's you know supposed to be chomping down on her, and um, so she's in there and she's screaming at the top of her lungs. She's like, <laughs> so the the video playback guy. He looks, you know, Mr. Bean, you know, the character, yes. Robert Atkins and Mr. Bean. So of this course. guy looks exactly like Mr. Bean. He's the Bulgarian Mr. Bean. And everyone called him Mr. Bean. Oh. So he comes up to me and he says, he says, and he's got this like thick Bulgarian accent. He goes, Dean, uh, today your wife is eaten by shark. <laughs> I go, yeah, that, that's right, Mr. Bean. And he goes like this and he goes, tomorrow I'm bringing my wife. 
<laughs> I'll get rid of her that way. Let her get eaten by shark. So. Now, now here's here's the thing. Like, 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 like in in Air Marshal, you got Brett Prescott in Shark's when you got Jimmy White. Like, here's the thing with you, and 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 this is gonna probably. I don't know if like this is like the biggest compliment that that that, that you've had this week, but. I wanted to see more of these characters. Like these guys could have, you could have had like like two or three movies with these guys because that yeah. that's, I mean that's how like you just like especially in Air Marshal like you were just you, you you seemed like you were like the coolest thing ever because like you know shit's hitting the fan and you were just like in total control and like even at the beginning you know like I love it like because you're it. The hero's always some ex special forces guy, and of course, because you have the big scene at the be. And I love the beginning of Air Marshal, where you're like, "We have to take him alive," and you all know what that means. Nope, the guy is gonna nope. shoot. Him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so now, now let's now let my. Of course, I love them all. Don't don't get me wrong, but Target of Opportunity. That's probably like like. Uh, I'm gonna say they probably spent the most money on that movie because that one definitely had. The biggest stunts, the action sequences. I mean, so so let's talk about that because that that's my personal favorite. Yeah, yeah. Listen, that was, I I I had the I had the most you know fun with it. It was it was it was a blast. I'm sure I, I I'm sure it was the the biggest budget, but it was um uh it was connect like like I had never met Todd Jensen before, but. Uh, but we, we, we connected literally on the plane going over and, uh, and just became like, you know, best friends, you know, immediately. So it really carried over into the, into the film that we, you know, we just had this, this funny relationship, like, like my favorite, uh, you know, scene in the whole movie is like in the bar in Vegas where we're, you know, we're joking around. I'm supposed to be the, the straight guy to his, you know, his funny guy. And, you know, and then I'm throwing a joke on him. He's like, uh, I've been out of the country on business. I go, oh, yeah, what country you wanted in lately? So, you know, and, and, and I just wrote the line. So, you know, we, we, we would just go feed off of each other constantly. And, uh, and it was Danny. And, you know, I had, I had already worked with Danny and, and Todd had worked with Danny. So literally, we spent not only our time on set all day, so many hours a day, then Todd and I would be dropped off at the gym and we would work out and then we would meet Danny and Les Weldon for dinner every day. Uh, and it was just, it was just a big family. And, and by then, I mean, I knew all the crew cause I'd done, you know, a couple of movies with all the same crew and, and Todd, you know, got to know the crew and he knew some of them from South Africa where, where a new image used to, uh, used to shoot. But, I mean, we just had the the best time. I think it was the certainly the 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 best written of the you know uh, of the three. Where where you know I didn't have to add too much except for the the comedy side of it. And uh, um, in fact, I think Danny and Les wrote it, uh, if I remember correctly. But uh, but yeah, we 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 just had a ball, and that was the one where we really thought we would make a sequel. We were like these two characters have to get back together there has to be you know more going on and uh and all all four of us thought that, you know we, we would do it uh but uh sadly it just it just never happened like i said then danny passed away but yeah. uh, that would have been that would have been the one to uh to you know come up with a, a series of these these two guys just you know 
going across the world and uh, you know uh, taking on uh, all comers. It would have been fun. Now that's the thing I was you 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 talked a little bit about but Todd Jensen like he he's been like, he was in all these like new image movies and and I loved him and you guys in that movie you had the lethal weapon vibe going you know with with each yeah, of you guys yeah. and that's what I loved about it and, and as soon as I saw I I think what I, I cuz I miss going to the video stores and like going in and like I, I saw that movie and I picked it up and I swear to God I think I watched it like five times that week because I was like I was, oh, like, no I, I was like this is like like and like I said like the action it just seemed like uh, like I love the other films but this was it was more polished it, there there was a, a lot more going on and, and you guys just sold the movie because like I said and you saying that you Thanks, you, you became friends before the movie started it just I. I I, I thought that to myself. I'm like, these guys have had to know each other for a little bit because it, it just seems so easy for you guys to, to do this stuff and and to talk to each other in the movie. It, it, it was great. And, you know, that's that's one I would have liked to have seen two or three two or three movies out of because it, it, yeah, it, right? I would have liked to have seen a sequel where like because in that one he got in trouble and then you guys do a sequel where now you get in trouble so now he gives you shit because now it's like you know you're giving him shit in the first movie it just would have been great absolutely yeah and it was you know it was the the second hand nature of it too like there's a scene on the bridge at, at the end where he kicks the gun up in the air and I catch it out of the air and like, you know, shoot one of the bad guys. Yeah. It just came out organically. Cause I, I'm talking to Todd, we're on the bridge. I'm like, what if I put this gun on your foot, dude? And he's <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, put it on my foot and I'll kick it up to you. <laughs> and they were, they were already filming. I put the, I put the gun on his, on, on his shoe and it's sitting there and, uh, you know, we give each other signaling and he just kicks it up in the air. And in one take, I caught that sucker in the air and like, I aim and I, I shoot the bad guy. I mean, it just it just worked, and we were like, "Yeah, we're never gonna be able to duplicate that because that was just great." <laughs> Absolutely, uh, yes, that was that was a great scene. Now, of course, I want to uh, go, and I hadn't seen this movie. I, I I haven't had a chance to see this movie in a while. But you were in the cutter with Chuck Norris. Yeah, yeah. In fact, Todd was in that too. In fact, yeah. Todd got me that job. Yeah, because he was. Uh, they were shooting in uh, in like Spokane, I think. And uh, Todd called me up because he knew I loved Chuck Norris. And uh, he's like, uh, dude, what's going on? I'm like, hey, brother, what's going on? He's like, I'm up here in Spokane. I'm shooting this movie. It's got Chuck Norris. I'm like, oh, dude, I love Chuck. He goes, I know, I know. Uh, I We need you. Uh, <laughs> can you hop on a plane uh, tomorrow? Uh, come up and, uh, and, and we're going to find some stuff for you to do. So uh, I, I got to go up there. And um, the uh, the, what was it? the director like I, I started talking to chuck like right off and i like they had me wearing this loud hawaiian shirt and you know all this stuff and my first scene was with todd todd and marshall teague and i i come like barreling in uh as like chuck's lawyer and i'm like you know you guys are you know talking to my client without without representation you know blah 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 and i walk him out of there but it was uh it was great because marshall teague was his sort of like on-set acting coach while Chuck was was working and um, I just Chuck and I hit it off and uh, uh, the director was like I just want you to spend you know the next couple of days with Chuck he loves you you guys have this great rapport and you bring out a comedy side of him and I want to put some of that in the movie so I was like great yeah no problem so uh, 
it's funny because like there's you were coming down the hall in one scene you know talking and shooting the shit and we're joking at each other and and he's coming up with like improv and some funny lines and then we had this elevator scene and we uh uh we there's a break right i don't know they they were resetting the camera or put new film or whatever it was and i see marshall teague has the the headset on and uh i go i go you know what, what's what's the deal uh chuck and he goes oh well you know marshall will give me like uh you know it'll times instructions because uh, he's, he's listening in you know he's got the lab mic on and he'll listen and and i was talking to marshall later on he was like yeah if i want chuck to you know speed up the scene i'll be like go like this or if i if i can't hear him i'll go like this or if it's uh if i need him to slow down i'll go like this and so i uh so we're sitting by this elevator and we're standing by this elevator and i go hey chuck you got your uh, like i turn off my lab mic i go you got your lab mic on and he, he says, yeah. I go, just go with me, okay? And uh, he goes, uh. and so I turn my lab back on, and uh, I go, Chuck, what's the deal with Marshall, man? I said, he's, he's giving you all the wrong instructions. Like, he, he's telling you to speed up when you slow down. He's telling you to, like, be quiet when you should be loud. I mean, the guy's a total idiot. I don't know what's wrong. And all of a sudden, you see him over there, and he's ripping off the headset. He goes storming over. And then Chuck and I just both bust out laughing, <laughs> you know, that we got him. And so it, uh, it added to our repertoire, too, because then the rest of that scene, you know, all of a sudden we were shooting it, and the girl comes out of the elevator, and, you know, I'm like, I don't know, she sounded like she was gypsy, gypsy Ukrainian to me. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. and then, you know, Chuck and I walk off, and uh, he's like, uh, you're a good friend. And I'm like, yeah, I'm the best. And he goes, I wouldn't go that far, <laughs> which was another Chuck improv that he uh, threw in there. So yeah. we had a good time. Now, did you did you did you get a chance to hang out at all with Daniel Bernhardt, who was in the movie? Because I'm a fan of his too. Oh, no, Daniel's a good friend of mine. Uh, Daniel and I had done a few years before Mortal Kombat. I was going show. I, I was going to ask you about that too because I watched that show. You know when it was on. Yeah. yeah. So Dan, Daniel, as you know, was a, was a regular, and so they cast me to play his brother. Yeah. So I flew down to uh, Florida, and Daniel and I kind of hit it off like like Todd and I. Like we just became fast friends, and you know, joking around. And he was, you know, such a such a great guy. So I didn't know that he was doing uh, the 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 Czech movie, the the Cutter. Um, you know, I didn't know he was like the, the lean bad guy there. Uh, until I got up there and uh, you know I'm talking to Todd and all of a sudden there's Daniel I'm like oh yeah <laughs> so we got to hang out he's a he's a great guy I mean the nicest guy in the world yeah I got to interview him um, for Hell Hath No Fury that he had come out this year and he was like yeah. he was like the greatest guy ever like I was only supposed to talk to him for half an hour and he's like I will go as long as you want just as long as you say the title of the movie in the interview I'm like oh okay and then at the end he's like That's here awesome. he's like here's here's my email you know i'm like you're giving me your email he's like yeah and i'm like i can email you he's like yeah i'm like because i'm a fan i'm a, I, I get st- yeah. like i'm starstruck talking to you you know that that's you know i, Dude, do, I feel the same way i do this i do this website but i'm not a i don't consider myself i mean i've been doing it for like seven or eight years but i i don't consider myself a professional i'm like i'm just the guy who loved action movies growing up and like was like and i saw these websites and i'm like 
I'm going to do that. I'm like, these guys can do it, why not me? So it's like, so every time I talk to you guys, it's I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> my, my wife makes fun of me. She's like, were you able to get through the interview? I'm like, yes, I was able to get through the interview. <laughs> so now let's talk about Mortal Kombat because, like, again, I love that show. And then again, you know, Dan, I was a big Daniel Bernhardt fan because he was doing his movies and stuff like that. So 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 talk about your experience on the set, you know, with, with that because I, I remember you and playing his brother and everything. So, so tell the audience about about that. Yeah, I mean, I was, Lord knows, that I, I was hoping that it would turn into something, but unfortunately, you know, you, you read the script, and you're like, oh, I die at the end. Yeah. The hands of, <laughs> I know, uh, right? And it's like, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But uh, but no, it was it was so fun because we had a Reza Reza Badia who uh, who held the Guinness Book of World Records for most TV episodics directed uh in a in a career and he was the director of, of that episode that that i did and um i uh i did the like the first scene i did was with daniel and i uh in the scene because he's like it's like this older brother younger brother relationship and i you know i've kind of gone on the on the wrong path but it's you know it's kind of i felt like he had left the family and kind of left me right you know with a with a abusive dad and, and and this kind of thing and um in the scene we're we're doing it and i did a version where i i break down like you know i got you know my my background you know i was coming from like shakespearean stuff and all this and you know theater background so i uh you know i, I do this this dramatic breakdown and, and director loved it i mean he was like oh my god this is phenomenal you know this and that this is this is so special this is so good and uh and then when i when we got done shooting i got back i uh, i knew someone who you know worked in editorial and they were like yeah they, they they cut all that uh they said the whoever the producer was like heroes don't cry and it was like, it's like brilliant work, you know, and I'm like, are you kidding me? You know, so all you, all you get left is like the monotone uh, character that they, that they wanted to go with. But no, man, we, we had the, uh, we had the best time. Uh, I don't know how that, like Eva Mendez was my wife yeah. and um, uh, I think she calls herself Eva Mendez now. And she was, you know, brilliant and sweet and fun and funny and, uh, Paolo Montalbán uh, yes. and Daniel, and we would all we all just hung out literally day and night, um, and it was cool because we shot at the Universal like Studios Hollywood uh, lot, and I remember at one point I had a break in, in shooting, you know, I was a guest star there, you know, people shooting other stuff, and I left and I went and like took the the tour and the tour went through and you got to watch them shooting mortal Kombat conquest uh so i got to watch them shoot the show that i was i was you know acting in uh uh and then you know i, I did all the stuff and then they gave me like free tickets to the animal kingdom and this and that and, um the guy who played shao khan and i played golf <laughs> at this uh place called celebration uh which is where they had him living and i mean it was just the best experience that you know from the from the shooting standpoint, honestly, the the martial I don't even want to call them martial arts. They had gymnasts that yeah. were you know the the stunt guys, and you know, I mean, I, I you know would throw a couple of punches or kicks or, or you know whatever, but 
mostly it was these gymnasts running around doing backflips and side flips and running up walls doing you know <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, okay, <laughs> looks good to me. All right. And then, you know, I turn around and, and it's me. Hey, here we go. <laughs> that's, oh, we had a good time. That's great. Now, I'm going to backtrack a little bit. And I was actually going to ask you this at the beginning, but but I, but I we got caught up with talking about Air Marshal. I want to talk about a dangerous place that you did for PM Entertainment. Because that was the oh, first movie. Yeah. That was the first movie I think I actually saw you in, you know, with, uh, and of course, Back then, I was into the martial arts, and then when I was training in martial arts, I ate up everything that was martial arts in the movies, and I was a big T.J. Roberts fan, and then, so I saw that movie, and of course, I always laugh, because nothing against it, but like, Corey Feldman was the bad guy, you know, and I'm like, yeah, that's right. I'm, like I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, real. I'm like, okay, but I'm like, I still love the movie, though, but you, of course, it sucked, because you died, and I'm like, oh, okay, well, there you go, I mean, I guess, yeah, but we, I do come back as a force ghost, you, you know, do, gotta, you do, yes, yes, the force ghosts are, are the tough company there, uh, <laughs> now, now, yeah, like, no, I, I, go ahead, sorry, no, 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 I was just gonna say, it was that, you know, it was it was a lot of fun. I remember I was I was gonna go to uh, Europe on on vacation, and and uh, my agent called me and said, "If you go to Europe, we're gonna drop you." And I was like, "Come on, there's nothing shooting now. You know, this is ridiculous." And then they got me the audition for a Dangerous Place, and I you know I got the the part, uh, and I was like, "Okay, well maybe you guys are right." Um, but uh, I remember. Aaron Gray. Yeah, for Buck Rogers. Yeah. <laughs> Buck Rogers. And I had the biggest crush on the planet. Everybody as a did. little kid. Everybody. Oh, my God. And here she was playing my mom. Yeah. And it was just, it was this disturbing thing internally where I'm like, you know, 20 years old or ever old. I'm like, okay, Aaron Gray's my mom. You know, I had this crush on her and Buck Rogers. I'm to get this out of my head. Uh, <laughs> So that was a, that was a tough part. I remember that. I remember that in in, in one scene, uh, TJ had to eat like a, a just a boatload of bacon because mm. in the scene, yes, I'm like you know you just inject that cholesterol right into your veins, and he's like shoving bacon in his mouth. And I was like, dude, seriously, man, you're gonna get, you're gonna get sick. I think you've eaten like 20 pieces of bacon. <laughs> you just got to eat it. Um, and then the uh, you know the the, the Corey scene, he was a nice guy, you know. Uh, um, it was it was kind of funny, like in the in the scene where we were robbing the house. I think at some point I have to fight these guys, and and I'd already fought a guy in one scene on the beach, and uh, and he was good, and he and I actually choreographed it together. Uh, you know what we ended up doing, and that was another one where they froze me doing a Van Damme like, ah! <laughs> guys, why do you always freeze frame? Like, slow down, me doing the stupid face. So, you know, fortunately, I will never do that face again. But um, uh, we, we choreographed that scene ourselves. And, like, we worked on a weekend and, and you know, just, just worked through it and, and came up with moves that, that we liked and, uh, and did it. And then in the scene with Corey and his buddies, I mean, it was, it was kind of funny because they were, I mean, I was kind of, you know, I was a lot bigger and... You know, even though there were like three of them, it was kind of, I was like, I, I don't know if anybody's going to buy this. Like, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to tone it down a lot, uh, <laughs> you know, for this, for this fight scene, because, you know, I would just like tear these guys apart. Right. Uh, and so, you know, I, so, you know, it did, I did it where it worked out. And then, uh, uh, you know, somehow I, I accidentally 
flip or whatever and I somebody kicks me and I go down the stairs and I break my neck rolling down the stairs and that's right. how you know they end up uh, uh, killing me but uh, you know it, it, it's all is you know I talk about that like you know I got to tone it down I, I remember I did this this TV show called Silk Stockings I used and, to watch that all the time too yep <laughs> yeah yeah so the guy you remember the guy who played Lightning in uh, in um, Big Trouble in Little China? Yes. Yeah. So that guy, he was like some famous martial artist, apparently. So he was playing like I was the guest star, and I was the the bad guy, uh, the dragon or something. But I'm like undercover. I just seem like this, you know, mild mannered banker, but I'm really like this this ruthless killer. So and he's an undercover detective. So in the end, we have this this you know fight to the death scene and he got pissed off because i was going to win the fight and he's like this is ridiculous I, you know and i was going to kill him uh and he's like i'm not doing it you know i'm this you know famous you know thing and i'm like dude i don't care man i'll do whatever i'll just kick you and you know knock you out of the out of the scene and then you know whatever because the uh, the lead from the regular from the show is supposed to hit me over the head with the board right um and I'm like, yeah, as long as he hits me over the head with the board, I'm sure they won't care. But then I remember there was a, I, we were choreographing the, the scene, and I'm like, okay, so I'll end it with a flying, 360-degree uh, flying crescent kick, and that, that's what sort of was going to kill him, but it ended up, like, knocking him out or knocking him back or whatever it was. But before that, he was supposed to, like, come, and it was like hit, hit, block, block, hit. He hits me, and then... I was supposed to come with a with a spinning back kick or a spinning like hook kick. It was a spinning hook kick, and I was like, "All right, listen, you know, I'm not really stretched out. I don't want to, you know, you, I need you to duck because you know he was whatever five eight five nine. I'm like, I don't want to kick you in the face. And right. He's like, I'm too fast. You could never kick me in the face. <laughs> and I'm like, Well, I don't want to accidentally kick you in the face, dude. So just make sure you back up. You know, I'm gonna take out uh, and I. I Choreograph a shot. I'm gonna take two steps. I was like, I'll take one, two, I'll spin my arms, and then I'll, I'll throw the hook. So you just gotta be, you know, three feet back before I do it. And he's like, No, no. Well, sure enough, action. I do, and I, I guess he didn't know how fast I was. And I, bam, right in the face. And I'm like, Dude, I told you, like, <laughs> you gotta get out of the way. Uh, so I felt, I felt terrible. But, uh, but people in the cast were kind of tired of his cockiness, and they were like. He kind of deserved that one, you know. <laughs> I thought he was a nice guy, but right. you know, uh, but I guess he was talking about his, uh, you know, fighting prowess like constantly uh, right. before I got there. And I'm like, ah, I don't know, I'm just a guy, you know, whatever. So okay, so uh, real quick, and I don't want to keep you too long. We've been talking for an hour already, so it, it, it's like, um, yeah, I got. I'm gonna have to put the kids to bed soon, but yeah, what, what, what you got? We can talk anytime, man. I love talking to you. Absolutely. Like I said, yeah, and it'd be great. Like I, I want to do like a couple of these with you because you, you're you're such a great guy and like and, and and to talk to. But I just want to real quick last question I'm going to have for you. Then I'll, then I'll let you go. Is uh, so now obviously you're doing a lot of stuff. You know, like with Regency and everything. You're you're behind the camera a lot now. Do, yeah. do, do you ever get the itch to like do do these types of films again? Or are you? Are you oh are yeah. You, Listen, I would. I would absolutely, and, and my my agent manager keeps begging me to take new headshots. I just, it's you know, finding the time with the with the kids and everything. But uh, no, I, I would absolutely love to. And you know, uh, it's usually just if 
if it's, you know, one of the people I know is going to shoot something, then, you know, I'm like, all right, you know, you want to, you want to throw me in there or whatever. Like when I did phone booth, yeah, I worked with Joel Schumacher and, uh, you know, Joel's like, Hey, you want to be in phone booth? Uh, you know, you can be like a lead reporter on the scene. It would be fun and you'll shoot the whole time. And, you know, that's how I got that. When I, when I did meet the Spartans, uh, I had talked to the casting director because his office was right above mine. And, uh, uh, I said, you know, is there anything on, on, on meet the Spartans that I knew about it? Cause Regency was doing it. It's like, yeah, you could play like a, you know, one liner guy or whatever. So I went in to read for it. And while I was in there, I saw sides for Rocky and I was like, Oh, wait a minute. They got Rocky. And I, you know, this and that. And when I went into audition, I said, you know, I, I do a mean Rocky. And, uh, and apparently Joe Rogan was originally going to play Rocky. And then I did my Rocky and they were like, Oh yeah, we're casting him. So <laughs> I, I got the part of Rocky and Rambo and, and that one. Uh, but no, I, I love working what I do behind the scenes. I love the, the creative side. Like, you know, I, I think you probably saw, I posted online. I was with just with Joe Walker, the Academy yes. editor for Dune. And, I did uh, see that. Yeah. And, uh, and with Hank Corwin, the, the Academy award nominated, uh, uh, editor of don't look up. And, uh, um, I, uh, I work with Chivo a lot, you know, the cinematographer who did Revenant and Birdman and gravity. Um, and I, I, I love that side, but, uh, but anytime something comes up, you know, I, I would do it in a heartbeat. It's just, I, I, I've always said, I, I act for free. They pay me cause they're paying me their back pay for all the driving for the auditions and everything. And the, the staying up late to learn the lines and all, all that stuff. So, you know, it's easier for me and I just get offered something than, than I got time to do it. But, uh, but you know, one of these days I'll get a I'll get a break in my in my day job working for Regency where I have a little time where I can you know go back to Chris. All right, listen, I'm going to get my, my agent and I'm going to get the, you know some new headshots and and you know send me out and I'll put myself on tape and let's you know see if we can nail some stuff. So I, I'm I'm hopeful we'll 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 we'll, we'll get back to it and I'll well, be in a different right. category. I'll be the I'll be the you know oh, look at me I'll be the old guy yeah. not that old. You look the same though. Like as soon as you popped up on my screen, I just like I said, I was watching you on earmarks, so waiting for you, you know, you think to, to, to text me, and I'm like, you look, you know, so yeah, <laughs> thanks, bro. Yeah, you. I, I mean, feel the same. Absolutely, and um, there's a there's a big call now, like especially I feel from action fans, and again, I'll leave it at this for like throwback type stuff, and like having actors that done stuff in the past to. to to do it again and stuff like that. And I really think there's, there's an audience for you guys that, you know, the direct to video market that was in the nineties yeah. and the early two thousands and stuff like that to, to do it again, because like, I'll tell you right now, I'm the biggest advocate for you guys to, to do your thing again, because I miss it. I miss you guys doing these movies and everything. So I mean, yeah, dude, you, Got you in particular, and all the other guys that that I like to watch on screen. You, 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 you like I said, with the problems I've had lately, you, you, you take it away, and you 
and you make us forget, you know, for 90 minutes, an hour, yeah. 40 minutes, you know, like, you know, like I was watching Air Bar, so and I didn't think, you know, I, I had a, you know, a disorder, you know, I'm like, I'm just watching this movie, you know, and it sometimes it takes me a couple times to watch a movie, like how I am now, but, and again, I, I'm totally glowing here, I mean, I, I can't stress enough how, how wonderful it was to talk to you and like, and just how accommodating you were, you know. Oh, John, I, I mean it sincerely, and I, from the bottom of my heart, seriously, the honor is completely mine. Uh, I and I and I so appreciate it. Uh, uh, and it, you know, it's it's fun to you know talk about that stuff, and you know, uh, you know, it's like it's like you know, get young every once in a while. You know, go through the Apple TV and they'll 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 see you know because I've got like Air Marshal on there and I think Shark Zone and Target of Opportunities on one of them amazon prime that i that i still had on there yes you know, it they'll, is. they'll yeah. see it and then they'll try to you know oh dad you know and they'll they'll look at it or they'll go on youtube now, do, you, look me up. do your girls watch those like watch no I, I don't I'll, I'll let them see like sections or you know whatever okay. and, you know but it's like you know it's like with brandy too you know that she'll talk about her time you know when she was miss usa or you know uh so it's you know it, it's cool for them so i'd like to do I'd like to do something, anything, so that they can see me, you know, a little more recently. You know, it'd be fun for them. Absolutely. You know, yeah. Well, well, like I said, like in the future, I, I like I, I want to have some more discussions with you, and and you're a great guest for the podcast. And like I said, and I always get like fans like saying, you know, you know, how about this guy? How about this guy? And then and then it was like I, it was just. Uh, it was like two weeks ago. Somebody was like, "He's like, hey, do you know Dee Cochran?" I'm like, "Well, not personally, but he friended oh, me. Wow. He fr- he friended me on Facebook. He's like, he's like, do you know these movies?" I'm like, "Do I know these movies? Yes, of course I know these." <laughs> he's like, "You think he, he he would talk?" You know, I'm like, "Yeah, I'm like, I'll see." You know, and I want to apologize again. Again, I know I'm keeping it, but I was supposed to talk to you last year. I messaged oh, you last boy. year, but about yeah. doing it and then shit happened and then you know and and and, and i'm not gonna lie and it's like you know then i had this happen and then i went back and i was like and i saw our, our messages from last year I'm like oh my god i'm like that's right i was supposed to to talk to people. oh gosh and no no and i'm like and my wife's like well why why don't you just message him again i'm like why well, any contact him again, you know, type of thing. No, you got me, and you got my cell. You can, you can, you know, call or text anytime, man. Uh, and please give, give my best to your to your entire family. Uh, uh, you guys, I, I see you online. You're 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 wonderful people. It's uh, it's 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 always inspiring to me to see uh, you know, great families. Absolutely, and I, and I can't think enough. And again, same to your family. Um, I, you know, and I see the pictures and your girls and everything. And like I said, I yeah. have my girls. You know, and there's there's nothing like girls. It's like it's like like people would ask me, "Did you ever want a boy?" And I'm like, I, I don't even think about that. You know, because it's like you know the children you right. have. It's like you don't think about that type of stuff. So yeah, yeah. now. And it's funny, it's like, because, like, we're sitting around the dinner table, the only problem is, is, like, they'll start talking about their, the, the female things, and I'm just sitting there, like, eating my dinner, like, it's like, it's like, can we talk about something else? I, yeah, I'm not I, gonna I lie, my one, my one daughter's 14 now, and I'm just like, hey, you know, I know. And I'm like, 
no more. I can't take it anymore. <laughs> I'm with you, dude. I am with you. Exactly. All right, I will let you go. I know you're. All right, my friend. I'm I'm, I'm available anytime. I enjoy talking to you. And and is the weekdays better for you? Because I know you're a busy guy. You said you know. Yeah, yeah. We weekdays are weekdays are usually a lot better. Weekends are just impossible with the kid activities. Yeah. Well, this is because my wife works third shift, so she's at work right now. So, and I put my my little one to bed, and I'm like, I'm gonna go talk to Dean Conker right now. So this would be this this would be a good time because I'm on the East Coast. So yeah, I mean, yeah, I, exactly. it, it, it's 10:47 here, but I'm, I'm wide awake. So if this is good for you, then I would love to, to do some more of these in the future. You let me know, man. Anytime. I, I, honestly, this is this is my pleasure. So. And the fans are going to love this conversation. I'm telling you, you know, just getting into oh, all these oh, movies and and the behind the scenes stuff. Well, listen, the, the stuff I can tell you, you know, about the the other stuff about all the behind the scenes work that I've done with the Regency, you know, we got some good stories there. So uh, yes, and the yeah. next time I want to start to get into the little because I had that on my list too. But you know, there's one of mine, a uh, Fight Club. I worked on that one. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I was going through their whole thing. And, uh, yeah. I got to write it all down because, like I said, my memory's not that great. I don't even know if all it's all online because I usually don't take credit uh, on it. But, I, you know, for any Regency film I've, I've worked on. So, uh, anyway, I'll let you go. And I, I got I to gotta run myself. It was great talking to you, brother. Okay, you have a good, good day, sir. You too. All right, bye-bye. bye-bye. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. That was my exclusive chat with Dean Cochran. All right, so I wanted to say a big thank you to Dean for stopping by and taking time out of his busy schedule to talk to me about his action films, his other films, television series, and and, and working behind the camera. It was a great interview, and as you might have heard, he's going to visit us again in the future on the Action Fix podcast as we delve more into his career and other things. So make sure you look out for that in the future and again i just wanted to say a big thank you for all the support from everybody out there it means a lot for me you'll never know there's no words that i can generally say to say how grateful i am to everybody and i just want to say a big thank you so until next time i got a couple more interviews lined up that i did a little while ago so make sure you look out for those and make sure to check out my website actionflix.com that's action-flix.com we are your destination for everything action in 2022 and and beyond all right have a good day everybody we'll talk to you next time